us. Thank the Lord for bringing us to the house of God again. And I thank the Lord for his faithfulness to take care of us. Amen. Thank the Lord for, much, have much to be thankful for. Um, looking at the world, there is challenging times that we see, events that are happening throughout uh, our nation. And we are directed to pray for the leaders of the land. We are in a place where we see challenges and turmoil, disagreements and concerns, views about things. And no doubt you have some feelings about these things. And here we are on Palm Sunday, representing the Sunday before Jesus went to the cross. Yes. And I'd like just to point out and recognize that at the time that it was the week before the crucifixion, in the time that Jesus lived, there were significant turmoil in the world. At that time, that which was the known leadership was in in challenges and disagreement and places of distress. At that time, there were people who had sin in their lives and uh, uh, unclean spirits in their heart and needed deliverance, and that's why he came. And so in this time, we see the needs in a particular, the similar manner. So understand that Jesus has a way of when we come to this time that is Easter time, that is the time that he gave his life for our sins of helping us see how precious and how important that is. And we thank the Lord that we have the opportunity to worship in spirit and in truth and that we can be reminded of how blessed and precious that blessing is. May the Lord inspire our faith as we look at this Palm Sunday with another review. And so some of these scriptures are famous scriptures, you know them, but they are still important and they don't lack the power, lack power because they are familiar. And so we can look to the Lord and look to the um, blessings uh, that we are seeing and we can know that God can Bless in this time, in this place. And we thank the Lord for how we ha- can trust in him to bring us to this time, through this time. And no doubt you're hearing different things and different views on what people are saying about things that are going on. But I would like us to turn to the word of God and look again at what God says about these things. Now, Palm Sunday is an interesting time because it's... Many people have heard about Jesus. Many people have heard the miracles that he has done, the blessings he's given to some of their friends, their families, their acquaintances, and even people they don't know just heard of what he had done in other places at other times before he came to this spot. And at this spot, he is able to see and hear. They're able to see and hear. It's him, the blessing of Jesus coming to this space. And at the end of the week is when we have Easter, 
where we hear the fulfillment of the prophecies that he gave. And it's kind of challenging at times to think of all of those things. But we're going to look at them. We're going to look in the book of John. We're going to look in the chapter, the, the 12th chapter. And we're going to read some of the things that have happened leading up to this uh, Palm Sunday, this Easter Sunday. And I want to go to verse 13, then we'll read about it. So John 12 and 13. Uh, we'll start at 12. John 12 and 12. And then on the next day, much people that were come to the feast, and when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, so they heard that he was coming, there was a, a, a notice that went out, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. So they were informed in what name he was coming, in the name of the Lord. He had established and he had identified that this was the case. And Jesus, when he had found a, a young ass, sat thereon as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Sion. Behold, thy king cometh sitting on an ass's colt. This was a prophecy being fulfilled. These things understood not his disciples at first, but when Jesus was glorified, they remembered that these things were written of him and that they had done these things unto him. The people, therefore, that was with him when he called Lazarus out of the grave and raised him from the dead, bear record. So he said there's additional locations, times and places where this was prophesied, and we know about how when he called Lazarus, Lazarus had died, and he raised him from the dead, another miracle. And he says some who witnessed him with Lazarus also witnessed this, and they were able to bear record. For this cause, the peaceful also met him, for that they heard that he had done this miracle. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing? Behold, the world is gone after him. And so they're questioning whether or not he really has this power. But though there are those who were bearing witness, who were bearing on record, and they're saying, No, we know something... There is a uh, witness in our heart that God is in control. And that's one of the pure things of when it comes to God providing a blessing, whether you know, whether you claim to be of God or not, a blessing can come. God can mete out a blessing. And even those who don't claim to be Christians can identify a pure blessing coming from a particular place. And um, that is the love of God that we have within us. When God is shining abroad in our lives, the blessing that comes from us can be so pure that it can be identified and convicting by those who don't even claim to be of God. And there were certain Greeks, I'm on verse 20, among them that came to worship at the feast. The same came, therefore, to Philip, which was of Bethsaida, of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. 
Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and again Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. Jesus answered them saying. So there's kind of a almost uh, celebratory following. And Jesus is getting ready to give some wisdom. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. And he that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. So he's giving some... He's giving some... He's giving some uh, examples on, he says, now is the time that God's going to be glorified. I'm not in this for my celebration. This is to glorify God. And so there are those who are coming and they are celebrating Hosanna, Hosanna, it's Jesus. And they have heard that they're, they're there to witness the testimony, but understand who we are worshiping. He said, the hour is come, the son of man should be glorified. He's talking about God. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. And he's talking about the sacrifice that he is going to make of dying on the cross so that he can bear the fruit for the opportunity of salvation for the world. He's giving us an example He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it until life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. For this cause came I into this hour. Father, glorify thy name. So this is the beginning of his prayer of surrender for the blessing that we needed for salvation. And he says, There's, there, in order for this blessing to go forward, it has to go in this manner. May the Lord inspire our faith. It says, now as my soul is troubled, what shall I say? He says, yes, this, this, this transition, this next step, it can be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. But he says, but God, to God be the glory. As Christians, we remember that Jesus died on the cross. As Christians, we remember that he recognized in order for us to receive this blessing, he had to make this sacrifice. And he says right here, if I'm troubled about it, then I have to talk to the Father. And that is both a promise for us to get salvation and a model and example on what we must do in denying ourselves to go forward. May the Lord inspire our faith. Father, I'm on verse 28, glorify thy name. Then came their voice, there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said it was thundered. Others say, an angel spake to them. Jesus answered and said, this voice came not because of me, but for your sakes.
because Jesus said, I know who my father is. But we're, I'm a, so we're working to make sure you're a witness that it came from God. May the Lord inspire our faith. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up unto the earth, will draw all men unto me. That is the way that we are able to draw others to Christ. It's to make sure that that which is God's blessing, that which is the salvation we have in us, that we make sure that's lifted up. Because he said, my love, the blessing of the sacrifice that I made, that is what will draw all men to me. This he said, signifying what death he should die. The people answered him, We have heard out of the law that Christ abideth forever, and who sayest thou? The Son of Man must be lifted up. Who is the Son of Man? Then Jesus said, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while ye have light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whether he goeth. While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed, and did hide himself from them. When it comes to that which is salvation, the miracle that is salvation, the blessing that he has provided for us, there are those who haven't heard the blessed story. That on that Palm Sunday, Jesus said, I am come to be a sacrifice so that you can have the blessing of having that light with you at all times. It's, and they were referencing the prophecies. And he said, I can't get ahead of myself. The light will always be with you, but I must go through this in order for the sacrifice to be made. And it's important that we work to lift him up in our lives. And I heard a testimony of a person who was... Uh, living uh, uh, a life that was not pleasing to the Lord. And the testimony of this individual was that they uh, had lived in this life and lifestyle for some 16 years. And the individual's testimony was that it was not, it was a genuine encounter with the love of God that changed her to who she is today Amen. in the Lord. A genuine encounter with the love of God. And so we are in our place here with the tradition of our worship and our preaching. We do that and we will continue to do that. And that's a good place for someone to hear and know about the love of God. But the children of God... Who are you? Carry God's love with us. God's love is what brought him to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. God's love is what kept Jesus in Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And the full week there before he went to the cross. It's God's love that he said he was going to uh, share that he expressed going forward. It's God's love that sent him through all of these things. When it says lift up, when back on verse 32, 
And if I, I, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth to draw all men unto me, what draws is God's love. And we sing about that in our song service. How great the love of God is. And the love of God for his trusting children should be able to come through us to draw all men unto him so that when we are in this place that we, we find ourselves with God in our lives, we should be able to draw all men unto us because of the love of God that comes through. The love of God that comes through in the words that we say and the things that we do. The love of God that comes through in how we respond to the challenges that we're facing. The love of God that comes through in all those areas that are concerned. Because Jesus went to the cross with the love of God in his heart. And that's what kept him on that course during this time frame. Because there was no one stopping him as he's standing there talking to them and explaining what was happening. He could have physically got up and went another way. He could have left Jerusalem. But he entered Jerusalem to fulfill the prophecy. And different ones are uh, calling him, asking him, quizzing him about the prophecy. And he is there to fulfill it. Thank the Lord we have the blessed opportunity that we are here today on this Palm Sunday to be reminded of the power of the love of God. The power of the love of God has the blessed opportunity of bringing us in this time and this place to be able to respond with the love of God to the turmoil that we are seeing in the world. To respond with the love of God to the challenging and overwhelming things that we are seeing in the world. And to have the love of God at home with us to respond to our loved ones. May the Lord bless us. Make sure we are fully open to the love of God that he's calling for us to express. I was challenged by this. I said, how much love did it take for him to stay on the cross? We have the blessed opportunity to tap into all of that love to move forward. So the Lord blessed me to know I can work harder to make sure that I am not having anything in the way of the love that's coming from me. While you have light, believe in the light that ye may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. So Jesus is working toward fulfilling these prophecies, but we're gonna drop down to uh, the next verse, well, the next verses will drop down to where Jesus is talking to them again. He has different adversaries as he's going to the cross, questioning why is he here? Why is he doing these things? He has different challengers who are saying, but God is bringing him to a place to bring us salvation, and the love of God that's there is what gives him the power to go on. And that's why it's important for us as we are living our life, living as Christians, to make sure we are looking at the sacrifice that he made. Hold it precious that he went all the way to the cross for you and me. Because when God sent Jesus to the cross before he did that, he looked at you and me and said, you need the opportunity of salvation. Can you bring it? 
No, I'll find someone who can, but I want to have, he had enough love to make sure that we had it. So how that love should affect us in our lives is that we have enough love to pray for those things that are challenging and tumultuous. Because there might be some situations that are daunting, that you know what, I don't see the Lord in that, no need to spend any time on that. That might be a temptation. But God has you, his trusting children, in the world to bless the world. And this was the example that he gave. On his way to the cross, he stopped and listened. Where people were doubting and questioning him and saying, how is it that you're healing on the Sabbath? How is it that you're doing work on the Sabbath? How is it that you're looking at these souls and giving them something, giving them healing, giving them salvation? Isn't, it, isn't that a question? And he says, no, I'm about my father's business. And he had enough love to say to those who were questioning and challenging and even berating him to say, even you, I am making this sacrifice for you. He had enough love for them in that tumultuous time in which there were political factions trying to get involved with what God was doing in, in the world and trying and, and <clears throat> to influence what was going on. And he said, no, I have grace and love for you and I'm going to go to the cross. No, don't doubt what you heard. If it came from God, it did. And so I thank the Lord for this documentation of how those who were challenging and pressing and disagreeing, we can continue at verse 37, but though he had done, but though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed him not. They were doubting, even though they had seen the miracles of him raising Lazarus from the dead. And people were, even people who might want to say, oh, I think that he wasn't really dead. He was just asleep. He was just in a, in a comatose state. But he said, no, his body had started to go back to the earth. He says, they saw these miracles and they doubted him. But let us not doubt what we know to be a witness to us. <clears throat> Verse 38 that the sayings of Esaias the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who hath believed our report? And to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, let's uh, take a moment and go back to uh, Esaias is, uh, is a translation of the name uh, Isaiah, Isaiah, excuse me. Let's go back and look at one of those prophecies. We're going to go back to Isaiah chapter 62. This is in the Old Testament. There are numerous prophecies. There's hundreds of prophecies in the Old Testament that were fulfilled. But uh, for the Palm Sunday uh, events, uh, we're going to go to 62, and we'll start at verse 10. If you get there before me, you can read. Isaiah. Go through, go through the gates. Prepare ye the way of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway, gather out the stones, lift up a standard for the people. Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the world, 
Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. And they shall call them the, the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and thou shalt be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. So this is a prophecy from Isaiah that he would enter that city, and that is fulfilled in that the verses we just read. And the reason that's significant is that the life that Jesus lived and living, preaching, healing, performing miracles, going to Jerusalem, <coughs> excuse me, to die on the cross and to be resurrected on Easter, in order for him to do that, it could only be ordained by God, provided by God. It's not possible to arrange uh, uh, things for the future Fulfilling for, for humans to arrange as many things that were fulfilled. Right. It was a divine intervention. Yeah. And for to, to respond to that uh, human response, that it's not possible for humans to have made the arrangements for Jesus' life to be fulfilled. Some of the most efficient organizations created by humans that are in place today with all of the tools that we have access to today could not create uh, all of the prophecies, even a few of the prophecies, to be uh, forecasted and fulfilled in the way that it was fulfilled for Jesus Christ. Highly organized organizations, and we could, we could go through different ones, we, we could have a whole discussion and debate, but no human created organizations have been able to create the results that God put in place for Jesus to be there. For this one prophecy of how he would enter into the city and how the blessings would be made to be accomplished, to arrange that over 400 years before was impossible, humanly impossible. And because of that, those features of how many prophecies are fulfilled, that is a reason to understand that God has a plan in place to respond to the things that are our life because he took care of Jesus Christ. Thank the Lord for his faithfulness. <clears throat> Thank the Lord that he fulfilled and kept his promises. And because he kept his promises and blessed us to be in a place to receive salvation, when he God makes promises to you, he keeps those promises as well. Thank the Lord for his faithfulness. Thank the Lord for the blessing of Jesus being willing to go to the cross. Thank the Lord for how he protected us and all the opportunity for us to receive the blessing of salvation. There are those who don't have access to the word of God. There are those who don't have the blessing of recognizing that Jesus went to the cross. You have heard of how God has blessed. You have heard how God can heal. You have heard how God has fulfilled and brought salvation to you. You have heard that. It is a precious blessing and it's not by accident. And because it is not by accident, <coughs> excuse me, it is so important for us to make sure that we share 
with understanding the blessing that is salvation. It is important that we make sure we understand how God has protected and held precious your opportunity for salvation. We heard about praise last Sunday. Praise the Lord that we have this opportunity. Praise the Lord that Jesus went to the cross. Praise the Lord that that, cel that celebration was meant for us, for us to be blessed. Praise the Lord. We're so thankful on this Palm Sunday that we can recognize the beauty of the blessings that Jesus went through in order for us to receive salvation. He said it wasn't easy, but he said, I have enough love to stay here and go through it. We read verse 38 um, back in John, verse 39. Therefore, they could not believe because that he saith said again, he hath blinded their eyes and hardened their heart that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their hearts and he converted and I should and I should heal them. So there were those who had heard those prophecies for a while to the point that they were discouraged. <clears throat> and so Jesus coming to actually fulfill them was to help soften their hearts to what has happened. So you could actually see the evidence of what was originally prophesied. And so Jesus coming and fulfilling the prophecies was also an act of love because he did. And thank the Lord, he was faithful to do it. These things said Esaias when he saw his glory and spake of him, nevertheless among the chief rulers, also many believed on him because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. So there were some who were skeptical and questioning among the Pharisees, who were very legalistic in the way that they were <coughs> understanding <coughs> and applying the um, prophecies of what Jesus would do. Because of this, Jesus had to uh, rebuke them in some instances and respond with the directions he had been given from the Most High God. And so the Pharisees were watching, and the, and the scripture bears out in the several chapters before, because we're on chapter 12, 13, 12 and 13 here, of how the Pharisees were saying, no, you can't heal, no, you can't do this, you can't do all these things. But he said, no, I am here for your life, for your soul, for, your, for eternity. I'm not here to make money. I'm not here to be a king. I'm not here to rule and power. I am here to bless your soul. And the Pharisees were having trouble moving into the understanding that it wasn't uh, a ruler who was going to be a king, who was going to execute those who did it wrong and reward those who did it right. God is not a transactional God because we can't afford the transactions that he would have required of us. He's not a transactional God. He gives salvation as a gift. And this Palm Sunday, hold precious 
the salvation that Jesus went through, Jesus went to, in order to make sure that you are blessed. And it's important for us to remember, not a transactional God. He doesn't reward you for the things that you can give him. He blesses you for accepting the gift. And thank the Lord, he operates in a way that you can afford it, that I can afford it, that everyone can afford how it works. The Pharisees wanted to know the price with taxes and how much it was going to cost. They wanted to make sure their budgets were aligned. But Jesus said, I love you. I love your soul. And I love you enough to bless you to be able to afford it. That's why there's no need to identify where I'm doing right now. You need to identify the love of God. That's why he stayed in Jerusalem. That's why he came for the sacrifice, to make sure everyone had an opportunity, no matter who you are. When it comes to the soul, there is no price. That price was paid by Jesus. For the love, excuse me, verse 43, for they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. There is a certain amount of appreciation that one gets when one does something well. And we should share. We should give praise. We should acknowledge when success comes. Rejoice with them that rejoice. But there is a place that God wants us to be balanced in our seeking of praise. And this verse right here identifies when it was, has gone to a fault. <clears throat> when it went to a fault is where the blessing of praise from God and to God was discounted by those who were praising. The Pharisees were saying that we want all the people to acknowledge how good we are at being who uh, being they didn't call themselves Christians, but at following God. We were looking for documentation and kudos of, you did such a good job doing what God said. But we should be seeking to please God, not be pleased by other people. Because there is a place where you're no longer giving praise and acknowledgement to God and only seeking what other people say, and that is not of God. What we look for in our daily basis is to please God, not to please man or other humans. This does not mean that you're disrespectful. It means that you are not seeking the praise of people more than the praise of God. And so the Pharisees love the praise of people more than the praise of God. And when you get into a habit of not seeking God to praise him, you are willing to compromise and get into places that are, can be sinful when you're seeking the praise of men and not the praise of God. That's the, 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 the uh, error 
or the challenge that you have to face. And so the Pharisees were saying, well, I don't know about God. We make sure that we follow all the rules. But they weren't willing to look into their heart and see, how is God blessing your heart? Are you willing to give thanks and praise to how God blessed you? Are you willing to uh, acknowledge that you have followed what God told you because it is pleasing, pleasing to God to be obedient and not just man? Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. He pointed us back to the Father. Recognize where you should be. And he that seeth, he seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and rejecteth not my words hath not hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same it shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father who sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his, that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. And so he's giving us an example again. You're doing things that are pleasing to God. That's all I'm doing. I'm only following what God said. Make sure you choose to follow God. Make sure that you are trying to be pleasing to God. Amen. Make sure you're trying to reach God. That's where you should be. And that's why he came to Jerusalem. To fulfill what God said. And he had enough love in his heart to do exactly what God called him to do. Amen. He made that sacrifice because we couldn't afford that transaction. But he said, you still deserve. I have enough love to know that you deserve the blessings that are here. And so in this place, at this time, we thank the Lord that Jesus was willing to make those first steps into Jerusalem on that Sunday. Understanding the sacrifice he was going to make when he was crucified on Friday. He knew that's what he was doing. But he was willing to take that risk, willing to take, make that sacrifice, to fulfill the prophecies that were made. And in his humanness, we heard about when he went to Gethsemane. In his humanness, he sought to be the blessing that he should be by saying, not my will, but thine be done. May the Lord bless us to hold precious that blessing of coming into the sacrifice. He said, he looked at you and me and said, I don't want you to have to go through this. You can't afford this, but I'm not saying that you are not worthy of this. You, who are a trusting child, have a blessed opportunity, and I'm going to do it the way God called me to do it. Thank the Lord. May the Lord inspire our faith. 
that we would hold precious the sacrifice that was made because that sacrifice was made so that we could be here in 2023 as we approach our Easter Sunday think of the blessings that God has given us because he was willing to make that sacrifice hold it precious by recognizing how important it is that each day that you live through, each day this week, I challenge you to look at your salvation, that it was made durable enough to handle because God loved us this much, whatever you're facing on tomorrow. And I have some things that I'm facing on tomorrow. I'm looking to the Lord to be faithful to me that love is what comes out. Enough love to pray for situations to be changed. Enough love to speak in those situations that need that difference. Enough love to go through whatever the uh, trial is that I'm going through. Enough long-suffering because Jesus was the ultimate example of long-suffering. As he went through with these, he was recognizing they needed uh, more guidance. They needed more support in order to make sure they held precious those things that were uh, the blessing that Jesus gave. So this is the beginning of Easter, the beginning of the sacrifice, the beginning of, excuse me, the uh, before the crucifixion. He said, I'm coming to do what God told me to do. And I love you enough to make this sacrifice. Thank the Lord that we have this time and place. So I encourage you to look at this week of how, seeing how precious the sacrifice is. Recognizing one of the reasons it is so precious is because God loved us enough to make sure we would have access. And then as the Lord puts those on your heart who don't have access or knowledge or they are not partaking of the love of God, pray for them. Because God is going to put certain people in our path. And we have a blessed opportunity to pray for them to partake of this great love. To partake of this great blessing. To partake of this sacrifice. As we draw closer to him, we have the opportunity to share this blessing with others. And so God's going to put certain people in our path. And because we are different people in different places in the world, there are people you will meet that I will never see. And there are people you will see I will never meet. But the Lord has blessed us all to come together. And we can know on Monday, on Tuesday, on this week, that as Jesus was preaching in Jerusalem, fulfilling the prophecy, as he was working to surrender to the request that God had made for him, he thought about you, he thought about me, and he said, it's worth it for you to receive salvation. It was worth it for me to receive salvation. And the reason that he went through with the sacrifice, because of the love that he had for us. 
Hold it precious. Hold it close. Make sure that we are able to then share that love. That love should come out. May the Lord inspire our faith. Thank the Lord. Lord willing, we trust the Lord will bless us, that we'll have our Easter Sunday service next Sunday, and we'll continue with the sacrifice that Jesus made.